Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mexican Soccer Podcast and El Trio Online. I'm your host, Hugo Bernal, and today we have a special show. By the way, we're uh, broadcasting simultaneously in the channel of the soccer OG. El Win Max Bretos is in the house today. We're going to be uh, broadcasting simultaneously in his channel in El Trio Online. So, special show today. Everything that's going on in CONCACAF uh, World Cup qualifying. As I said, I'm your host, Hugo Bernal, and today we have a gang, pretty much. We have Max Bretos, el buen Don Ramón, Fernando y el buen Super Mojado, como siempre. ¿Cómo andas, Max? How's it going, man? Woo! Siento de lo más bien, Hugo. Great to be with you guys. And uh, again, to collaborate with El Trio Online, we've been able to, to follow USA-Mexico games over uh, a couple occasions in 2021. We went our separate paths. And uh, just relieved because just finished watching both these games. And I think uh, the supporters of El Tri will say the same. <laughs> Got a little hairy there. But the U.S., it was in best, their best performance by a long shot. Big concerns about Christian Pulisic. Ricardo Pepe didn't play. But they get the three points. And that's, you know, that's what they say. Survive in advance, they said in the NCAA tournament. It's kind of the same in the CONCACAF Eliminatorias. Same thing could say the Mexican fans, I would say, or Fernando is going to prove me wrong. Fernando, uh, are you okay, man? Are you okay? Is your heart beating fine? No problems after Mexico? Disappointed. That's it. It was, uh, it was ridiculous. You have, to, you have to go with the three points, man. You got the three points, and uh, you, we're okay. We're okay you right know, now. It, 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 okay. It doesn't matter. The three points don't matter at the end of the day. Is they're not playing good, and that's what concerns me, but, you know. All right, as, as you can see, we're going to have lots of guests today. Uh, Max Estaqui, super. How's it going, man? Are you satisfied with Mexico? Oh, man. it's. Uh, I've been saying this for a while, man. It, it happened just as I was, as I was thinking. Uh, Jamaica is always a, it's always a tough play, place for Mexico. And, you know, I, I didn't like what I, what I saw. And it's, it's just going to be tough from now on. All right, interesting, interesting. El buen Don Ramón nos acompaña hoy. Don Ramón, how's it going, man? Hey, what's up, everybody? Saludos. Yeah, no, it was a tough game. Uh, eerily similar to their first game of World Cup qualifying in 2021. Jamaica took the lead, and then Mexico had to claw their way back up for the win. So happy for the win. Like Max was saying, you just got to get the points in advance. So that's all we can uh, really care about, and let's move on to the next game. So as you can see, we're going to have uh, lots of guests uh, joining us today and talking about everything going on. So let's start with Mexico first. They get the three points, but as uh, Fernando said, or Super said, disappointed. Is it, is it really that bad? Is it Because is it, when they're going down 1-0, it's, is it something that we should be concerned for El Tata to be looking for a new job or, or is just part of the game and give him some credit to, to Jamaica? Max? What's your intake on this? I think the big problem was when they were down to 10 that you would figure Mexico would find a way to unlock Jamaica. But this is a tough place to play. And I don't know why people think that all of a sudden traveling to Jamaica or Honduras or Costa Rica or whatever it is, is supposed to be easy. There's some, there's some nouveau way of thinking that everyone thinks you're supposed to get points there. Well, history says that's not the case. Because they didn't have... Chucky, because they didn't have Raul, although I like Funes Mori there, and obviously Henry Martin came off the, the bench to score the goal. They had some good options. Two, two goals is a nice tally, and obviously Jamaica was pretty tired. 
it's a kind of wipe your brow moment, but I always thought because of the injuries and some of the concerns, if Mexico got a point here, that would have been good for them. They have a lot of home games coming up. I think they're going to win most of those home games. They're going to qualify. And uh, that's what made the the goal by Martin so massive. And obviously Alexis' goal is a sugar on top. Now, if obviously they're not going to part ways with Tata Martino until the end of this cycle, if it got really bad. But this would have made it very difficult. So he's going to be sleeping well. And for for Mexico, this is uh, this is a good uh, example of just staying on course, looking for that goal to get the result. And they got it, and they got it in a big way. They did get it. They did get it. But Fernando, he said he's disappointed. Fernando, I know, I know, it's tough to say it, and you've been calling it. Tata should be out. Tata should be out. But um, still, do you do you call it the same? No. You forget everything about uh, consistency and and then just keep keep playing what whatever Tata Martino is doing. I think they just got lucky today. I still stand <laughs> by the fact that Tata should not be there anymore. Uh, I finally uh, agree with Super when his money is not meant to be in the selection. He did not convince me today, and uh, they missed a lot of clear opportunities that shouldn't have been missed. Um, a, a few, a few, Fernando. Not a lot. They didn't have a lot of good chances. They don't have. They didn't have a lot of clear chances. Uh, I they, think, had, they, they had enough to not be suffering towards the end of the game. They could have been two. You think two to Santa zero. Martino out should have been the solution before the game. You you talk about consistency. Their consistency has been playing bad. That's what they've been consistent at. You know. So yes, I think these should have been out a long time ago. But la federación, oh, the sun no tiene los it. no tiene los productos de gallina, man, to take to 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 kick this guy out because it's not a solution. It's not gonna change. It's not what he does in right now in the qualifiers, right? Uh, the qualifiers, we are used to do this, you know, in the qualifiers. We're gonna advance to the World Cup. There's no doubt about it. But what is gonna happen in the World Cup? Nothing. More of the same. So this guy is not a solution. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what uh, by the way saludos al buen mismo cosa, quinto partido it is it is el Gerardo Fisher nos manda saludos y dice pretos en aprietos el Don Flamingo imagínense que México jugara los 90 minutos como los últimos 10 nos podemos imaginar cosas chingonas if we want really but uh, it, it, it didn't happen it, it hasn't happened let's take a look at how Mexico jumped into the field and Figure it out. What, what what could have gone better, or what's what's the solution? Because I know we're missing the Chucky, we're missing uh, Raúl Jiménez, and if you ask me, I would I would change a few names in there too. Um, uh, especially in the midfield, I, I wouldn't put probably Guardado, even though he's going to the World Cup, and even though he's going to show a lot of uh, experience into the field. But I would put somebody else. Max, what do you think? Would you, who who would have uh, changed for you? Guardado, you know, he's done really well with Real Betis. The midfield has been the big concern for me for Tata Martino. You're just trying to find a group that works. It's going to be three guys. I know against the U.S., I liked the idea of Herrera, Alvarado, and uh, Romo. But they were out of position a lot defensively. That was a different challenge against the U.S. Uh, Charlie, I always feel like he's going to come through. He was okay here. He was okay. Hector Herrera is always going to be the calming influence. Whatever the trio is, uh, I think uh, Alvarez will have to be there long term. But mm -hmm. it, you just—it always feels like they can get two thirds of it right. It's that third piece that has to fall into place. I don't think it's Guardado. I look, 
I don't think some of the older players from Mexico are, are doing as well as they should for the squad. I think it's screaming at times to bring some of these young players. And I'm talking about Guardado. I'm talking about Memo Ochoa. I thought, I thought Memo Ochoa could have done a little better on the goal. I thought Memo Ochoa could have done a little better on some clearances. I've been saying that for a fair bit. Uh, it's, this is the group they're going to do, but it's, uh, when you get an opportunity for some of the young players like Antuna and for those to come in and Charlie and those and like, and the guys like that, you would like to see a little bit of a bigger of an impact. There's just something that doesn't fit right there, but the midfield is going to be key. Uh, the only consistent there, even though he didn't play Alvarez here, but Herrera's there. I just think they got to find the right guy. Who's going to be that third prong because they've come so far. They're not close enough to just determining who that guy's going to be full time. Don Ramon, el Lainez, he made el efecto Lainez, he made it, he made it happen a little bit. At least, I mean, he got a few uh, crosses and he a, a few movements, a good uh, foul right right outside the box. Uh, he's part of the solution. Uh, I mean, I don't know if having him start is the solution. I think he came in at the right time. Uh, Tata wanted to give Antuna a little bit more of a chance, and he was doing well in the first half, but it's the same story with Antuna. He has the speed, he has the picardia, and he's able to get by defenders, but he can't finish the plays, whether it's a cross <laughs> or whether it's a, a shot on goal. And so that's the frustrating thing about Antuna. But Lainez came in, he made a difference. He he was getting by the Jamaican defenders. He got that uh, that a uh, foul right near the box. So he made it. He made the difference. It's, it's el efecto Lainez, you know. <laughs> it is. It is happening. So, I mean, like it or not, as everybody said, we have the three points in the pocket. So Mexico, sh or, or like Max said, El Tata's going to sleep sleep through the night with no problem. <laughs> I don't There's know about that. I don't know about that. He'll twist and turn a little bit. He'll twist and turn a little <laughs> oh, bit. Yeah. But like I said, this was this was the game they had to get behind them. And I, a point would have been good. A win is great. They're going to oh. do well at home, whether it's a packed Azteca or whether it's empty. They're going to but, do well. I still think Mexico finishes first here in the uh, Octagonal. Oh, oh, yeah. Max, that, hold on. With, with, with this win, for sure. But hold on, though, because I don't agree with, with them doing good at home. Azteca has has lost their, uh, some, you know, power, if you want to call it. Their magic. No. Yes. Was talking about, oh, you know, we we don't feel the same at home like when we go uh, uh, away, you know, other places. Yeah. We feel el, 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 el estadio over here in, in El Azteca. So, so basically he was calling the fans out. I that think they're, 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 well, but the opponents, the but opponents the feel the, the Azteca. The opponents—that's the problem. They're terrified to come in there because they know the mythology but, and the history of the place. They're worried about coming in. It, it, it matters what Mexico thinks, but it's with the mindset of the opponents. But not I so much it, anymore, Max. It has, much, it has to do a lot. It has to do a lot with the fact that Fernando. Let me just interpret. Uh, listen, in El Azteca, los rivales, the, the opponent has lost respect for Mexico. Yeah, they have a, a face them like better than than you can uh, that I can remember, right? Because I mean, they've been tying, they've been losing at home lately. It, it's not the same anymore. They, they're not in World Cup qualifiers. Not in World Cup qualifiers anymore. It is true. It is true. Not oh, oh yes. There's there's plenty of games coming up, cycle. especially. In, oh yes, they no. did. They tied. They tied uh, Canada just recently. You said they lost. No, you said they lost. They don't. I, think I, so. I, I I can see where you think that, but it, I, I mean, I can see where you feel like it's moving. It's not as dominant as it was, but I mean, they, they beat, I'm looking at it now. They beat Jamaica. They tied Canada. That's obviously a disappointment, but they killed Honduras. 
Those are the, oh. the home games. They haven't had enough home games for us to determine that. Those home it games are coming up and now. Also, four games. If, if I uh, imponente, you mean like people throwing things at the, at the players and stuff, it's not going to happen because it's getting stricter and stricter. And we don't want that to happen. And you, you don't want people yelling at the goalie with that uh, word. But anyways, it's something that we have to see with the games coming in. And as Max said before, you have plenty of games to go in the Stadio Azteca and we'll see if Mexico is going to come out uh, – It's, it's interesting to me that you said that Mexico is going to come out in first place in this World Cup qualifying. But let's move on to the next game, which also had, a, had us talking a lot about it, um, that the U.S. won. Let's just put it that way. Max, 1-0, are you satisfied? You were mentioning it to me. Well, yes, La Stata Martina, I'm going to sleep through the night, but what's the but that you have to talk about? Well, there's there's... There's a lot of concerns. You get the win and the players were happy, but El Salvador, I want to say something about El Salvador. I have a lot of respect for who Abed is and what he's doing. That team doesn't quit. They had some chances to tie this game. The USA looked like they had already won it and they missed some chances. They could have had more goals. Certainly should have Jesus. The surprising part was Jesus Ferreira starting in front of Ricardo Pepe. I thought Ferreira played well, but he missed two good chances. They weren't easy, but he should have put one of them away. And then uh, Anthony Robinson scored. Weya missed a shot that he should have done better on it. Weston McKinney missed the header in front. Jossie Zardes missed a header in front when he came in. There were misses. But the big concern to me out of all this, and we're going to find out more about Ricardo Pepe, although I think he's going to probably start these next two games. What's going on with Christian Pulisic? Christian Pulisic was the first player subbed in this game, and you were screaming for it. He was turning the ball over. He just didn't – he looked like he was scrambled. And to me, this was a carry-on from his Chelsea days. The games at Chelsea have kind of taken the joy away a little bit. And he's not the only Chelsea player that I think looks that way. There is a, a joyless element about playing for that – for Thomas Tuchel. It works, and that's all that matters. But I think he thought he was going to come in here and be a star. He tried to do too much. It just wasn't his night. Weston McKinney was great. Musa and Adams were good, not great. Yeah, we, they were much better in the last window. It was a puzzling result. I hope it's just a situation where the players hadn't played a lot. But I will, I will say this. The American fans have been screaming for the European-based players to play. And they played in this game. You had Ferreira at the top. That was the only exception. And you had Walker Zimmerman and Matt Turner, who is officially now an Arsenal player. Uh, well, he'll soon be an Arsenal player. All the other were the European guys, the young players that were going to take us to this World Cup. And across the board, Pulisic, Weya, who was, had had a good game. He was the, the lesser of the evils. Aronson came off the bench, didn't do much. Uh, Dest was a bit rudderless. Anthony Robinson had a good game. Uh, those guys have to do a better job, and they should have put this game away, and they didn't. Hey, well, you mentioned an, an important point. Let's, first of all, let's take, a, let's take a look at how the U.S. jump into the field. And it's, it's important to talk about uh, Christian Pulisic because you mentioned, he, even though after today, as you mentioned, it's a bad night, he's a hero of the United States. And we cannot uh, call it some other way, uh, at least for the next year or, or so. But um, so, so a bad night is it's normal for anybody. That's or fine. Even, yeah, it's exactly. Fine. So I, I, there's nothing to be concerned about. It's just mentioning the situation. And today wasn't the night. That's it. Well, I will say that this was a, a, a byproduct, and we should have seen it coming. I think this okay. was a byproduct of his time with Chelsea, where he's playing at right wing, or he's playing as a false nine, or he's playing as a number 10, 
when he kind of plays the position he played here today. And it just, it just wasn't clicking for him. I just think he needs to clear the head space and get a bit of a fresh start. It's going to be tricky against Canada, against an artificial surface, but I, hopefully this is a one-off. Thankfully he's healthy and he can, and he can carry on. That's always the big issue with Christian Plisic. I, I would like to think this is just a one-off where he wasn't able to perform at the level he would like. He important game coming up for the U.S. Uh, Ramon, uh, what do you what do you think of the U.S. and and especially uh, were you waiting for for uh, uh, Pepe to to jump into the field? I was looking forward to seeing him, especially since he made that big move. And uh, I don't think he has been able to score yet since he moved. But I was looking forward to him. Uh, Ferreira had that really big chance that just, I think it just grazed his body. He didn't even really have a good chance at it. But uh, the Pulisic thing, uh, if you guys listen to the soccer OG with Max Fretos, he, he constantly <laughs> talks about it, how Tuchel isn't playing him in position. And I think that whole Chelsea mindset of just playing mind games with the forwards and everybody there just to keep them on their toes to continue to perform I don't think it's working out for Pulisic because whenever he comes back to the U.S. I think his his confidence is down and it's up to Berhalter to bring it back up and, and it worked last window but you saw in today's game I think he was just maybe frustrated was it with himself or the game itself I, I'm not really sure but hopefully he can pick it up against Canada that's not going to be an easy game uh, Alfonso Davis is not going to be in that game so it's maybe a little bit easier but I don't think it's going to help at all if Pulisic is not in the right form and, and right state of mind Before we jump in with El Super y Fernando, real quick, we have some comments and uh, they're asking everybody really here, but I want to see what Max Beretos has to say. What do you guys think um, are the chances for nine points in this window? And I'm sure he they're asking about uh, the USA, or uh, but let's ask for everybody, and, and Mexico or, or Canada is any of these three big ones. Let's take a look at the U.S. schedule and have chances for nine points. Max, do you see nine points on the pocket for the USA after all these three games? They have a shot. They have a real good shot, but this game doesn't cover you with, with confidence by any means. Canada, it's not going to be as cold as perhaps the two home games for the U.S. there. That was going to be an advantage. It's going to be in the middle of the day, I think at three o'clock local time. So it's not going to be the nasty, nasty cold that they could have faced in a Hamilton, Ontario. Honduras is now going to be a little trickier. Honduras, as we are recording this, are losing to Canada. I just, you know, I'd like to think they don't have Alfonso Davies that the USA can go to Canada and win. But there's something about this Canadian team. And if we underestimate them, it's at your own peril. They, uh, they play hard. They play for their coach. They have an attitude. And it's proving itself again in San Pedro Sula. They are the one team that doesn't seem to have any problems kind of getting these results. It'll be interesting to see if they can hang on, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't underestimate them. So I would. I, I think you'd have to say that Canada is the favorite in that game. And if I and I am a USA fan, and the way we played against El Salvador, if we tie Canada there, I'm going to be pretty happy. So I don't want to overreach and say nine points. I would have felt more comfortable about nine points two hours ago, but right now I'm feeling seven points. Get we'll be okay. them and, and go. There you go. We'll do it. On the other side of the table, though, we have uh, two Mexicans that are black and white. And I want to see what they say about the schedule. This is, let's take a look at the schedule first. Uh, line up with the, the schedule uh, for Mexico. Fernando or Super, is there a chance that Mexico is going to come out with uh, six more points out of the next two games? It's, it's very doable, right? <laughs> As after, after getting these three points already, 
is very doable. But again, they, they're leaving uh, Jamaica with a lot of doubts, you know. Uh, and like I said, they have, I don't like the way they play at home. They, they, for some reason, they, it's like they lost that, uh, you know, that winning mentality at home. El Azteca is is not a is not a like a safe zone anymore for them. They have to actually fight. They against uh, Jamaica, they, they it was not an easy win that 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 game at home. And we we all saw what happened uh, with Canada that they couldn't beat them. So I I don't know, man. If they, if they can win, if they can win one out of these two, I, I think they'll. It's, it's golden for them, you know. Super, seven points for, for Super. Uh, Fernando, yeah, what do you think? Seven. I, I personally thought that the Jamaica game was going to be the toughest one out of all the three games that Mexico's going to have. And two hours ago, I would have told you, no, they're going to end up with six points or seven. But after today, I think they could they could take the, the nine points. Although I'm not convinced by their performance today, I think that being at home is going to help a lot. And I have to disagree with Super. I think maybe... Right now in these uh, qualifiers, El Azteca is not being such a such an influence because of COVID, because of the 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 <laughs> people not being able to go to the to the stadium because of the chant. I think it has to do a lot with people not or not being able to fill the stadium up like before. But El Azteca is just as 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 hard to play in as it was four or five years ago. Fernando, it's super. A quick question. I think that's a good point about the COVID, and we've, we've got to take that into consideration. But because the way Mexico are playing, do you think not having fans, they're going to probably be a little bit rowdy and unhappy. Do you think that might help them in some way at home to kind of ease back into it and get these results in two games that they should win? You always want the crowd there, but maybe you still get a home field advantage at Azteca because of the travel because of the altitude and a few other uh, a few other um, elements as well, but do you think there could be an edge well for the Mexican players for their well being, not having a full stadium? I think so because right I, now, I, I thought right it was mentally draining for the players to have the fans doing the chant and having the game being stopped, and and you know I feel like they weren't able to fully focus on the game, so it, it is gonna help them a lot. I, I think right now because. Having not having fans right now, I, I think it's actually it's actually gonna help them because when you have players like Hector Herrera coming out and calling you out, saying that yeah you're not a, you're a fan that you're not doing your job. We go to other countries and they're actually they they make you feel like you're uh, um, you know visiting a, 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 the opponent. And at home, for us, they're, they're like, oh, you guys basically don't have what it takes. And, and you're basically insulting your, your fans. And okay. in a way, I felt insulted because it's like, listen, why don't, you, why don't you do your job on the pitch and then you can talk? Right now, you can't call the fans out and say that you're not doing enough because they are not doing anything. Don Ramon, real quick, real quick, uh, before we jump into the, the comments, Uh, nine points for the U.S. Uh, or nine points for Mexico. Any of those two get get nine points? Ah, what happened to Don Ramon? You're mute. <laughs> I muted myself. Yeah, I think Mexico has the easier path. Uh, Costa Rica is not as, uh, as great as they were in, in 2014. Uh, Panama is the only one that I would maybe uh, be a little bit scared of, of Mexico not winning. Um, but uh, the U.S. is going to face Canada. And like Max was saying uh, earlier, you know, they're the toughest uh, uh, opponent that they're going to face in this window. So most likely Mexico gets the nine. I think uh, the U.S. comes out with seven. 
There you go. So going back to the to the comments, um, they're telling us, uh, Cruiser, by the way, send your comments, guys. If whatever you're watching us, uh, we are able to read every single comment live. So Cruiser is telling us, I know why. It was freezing. Their bodies were not as, as agile. The ball was harder and did not play well. Well, it was cold for everybody, really, and we'll see. Uh, Pete is telling you, it depends how they do against Canada. Yeah, that's the key game. Uh, but the altitude and pollution was always part of the Aztec advantage, not just the crowd. It's true, though. But, I mean, it's also uh, against but, but, Mexico because many players are coming back from Europe and they're not used to the la, la altura ni la, la contaminación. And Jason is telling us six <laughs> or seven not beating Canada. So there you go, six or seven, as Max said. Uh, if there are seven points, Max is happy. We'll, we'll see what happened with those. Let's go take a look at the the, stand, uh, the table for the qualifying in the in CONCACAF. As Max said, Canada is playing right now. They're winning, if I'm not mistaken, still 1-0. Yes, yeah. uh, 58th minute. No, we don't have the standings just yet. We, By the way, today was the day I found out pollution in Spanish was contaminación. What a great trans... I mean, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm still adding to my Espanol every day, you know? This so segment is brought to you by... English yeah. in Barreras, or Spanish. Mira, in el problema con Azteca <laughs> tiene polución, contaminación y altura. <laughs> and you, you but you know that one thing about that, they used to play at noon too, and that that's when it really hits you, man. Uh, oh, right yeah. now, the contaminación. The game, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. The altura, the heat, the heat, the heat. Okay. I knew that. I was, I was, I was pulling your leg there. <laughs> Max, when you get to Mexico for the, the U.S. Mexico game, that's the first thing you should tell people: la contaminación. Is just contaminación. No puedo creer. Oh, we should make a headache. We should create a, a, a supporting group now, a supporting fan group. It's called la contaminación. That sounds a death <laughs> metal band. <laughs> anyway, so we don't have the the stand, uh, the the table yet for the Concacaf, although uh, it's nineteen. 19 yeah. points for uh, Canada, 18 for the U.S., 17 for Mexico, a uh, top three. Uh, the closest one is uh, actually uh, Panama with 15 Panama. points, depending they on what one, they do. One, one game, yeah, one game to go, and they're going to go. I was, I was, I've been, the Honduras game is on in the background. Honduras has got most of the ball. They've had a few more chances, so I, I'd like to think they could score here. If they don't, that's a, an incredible testament to Canada, and that means they could really – they could really, without their best player, be the team that finishes in first place in this CONCACAF qualifying, which would be an incredible story. It is true. And also another another comment that they're saying, uh, Dan is telling us, uh, I respect for us, uh, respect for El Salvador. The team never gave up. It's important to talk because we've been talking about Canada, Mexico, the U.S., but it's important to know who's going to come for the fourth place. And more likely get the, the the ticket to the World Cup because this this World Cup it goes against uh, Oceania if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. El repechaje. But so I, so we have Panama, we have El Salvador. That's going to be interesting. Well, well, Panama's going to finish fourth. Sorry, go ahead, Super. The only ones that are really uh, fighting right now it's Costa Rica and Panama. Depending on what happens with the game, that it's already uh, it already started zero zero. Um, that um. You know, if Panama wins, then they're gonna get uh, like up to I believe uh, 18, 17, right? No, 17 points, 17. yes, there you go. up to 17 points. So that's gonna be seven points a difference between Panama and Costa Rica. That uh, and pretty much, I, I would call it right there. I would say that it, it would be uh, 
Panama or uh, in the third place, there will be whoever ends in third place. Uh, um, right now, that, that's Mexico. In fourth place. Uh, oh, in th- okay, I see. Yeah, well, yeah. so, so that would be the, well. the, the, the battle. Well, if you have to remember as well is that Mexico's only ahead uh, via goal difference, and right now they had one exactly. score on them. So if exactly. Panama gets the goals in against Costa Rica, Mexico might end the night on fourth in fourth place. So Wait, that's, I will, that's, true. Jamaica, that's true. Jamaica with the loss are probably out, but USA, Canada, and Mexico all have to pull here. I don't think Costa Rica will get back into it. You know, I, far be it for me to say it. If they beat Panama here, it makes things interesting. But Panama is the closest pursuer to the top three. So those three countries are all pulling for Panama to come off the back wheel. They're dealing with some COVID. But Panama always seems to find a way. I, I think they will finish. I think they'll, they'll finish fourth. But a word about El Salvador. If Hugo Perez keeps this trajectory, he has this team very fit. They looked fitter than the U.S. down the stretch, which is crazy talk. But they were still running where the U.S. were not. If he finds a couple more dual nationals there, uh, and he had guys that came in like Eric Zavaleta, and Alex uh, Roldan, if he can get a couple more guys like that, and some are in Europe, but they could have, they have the, the Dutch midfielder whose name escapes me right now. They they could be a World Cup team when you look at the World Cup expansion in 2026. They could be a World Cup team. And that's and that's basically what they have. They now that's what they have to aim to because I mean they're they're down with six points. I I think it's almost impossible for them to. To, to catch up, man. I think they're just... No, they won't. They're done. So uh, that's what they have to aim. And, and you know what? I'm a little disappointed over that because at what they showed in the in the Gold Cup, I really thought that they were going to be a contender in this uh, uh, octagonal. And it just it didn't happen. It's almost like, you know, they forgot how to play, you know, the way that they were playing that, uh, that tournament. They you're you're really right, super. You're you're right, super. But they 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 got a little bit of that identity back here tonight against the U.S. I saw that Gold Cup team, and I saw that team that played well early on in the qualifiers before I think they ran out of some steam. But they but, they collected some new ideas again. But you know what? It it it. I think tonight, yes, they did a good job. But they they uh, they they didn't do that that job uh, during the previous games. That's what killed them. You know. Tonight's game, yeah, it could they could have at least tied this game, but what they they didn't do before is what really just doesn't even give them a chance now to catch up. Well, it's part of the, what's ha- what's happening in uh, Concacaf, like inconsistency, yeah. and, and and that's part of what's going on with all these teams that suddenly they have a great World Cup qualifying, and next next uh, cycle they just have nothing. Jamaica is one of uh, the examples of that. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, Don Ramon is going to be taking off. So, Don Ramon, a few last words, a few comments before we uh, we see you go for today. But um, we, I, I know we have uh, important things to talk about. Mexico, the U.S., you're going to be following uh, during this uh, World Cup qualifying for the remaining games. What else should be looking forward for the for the Mexican team and the U.S.? Uh, yeah, when it comes to Mexico, uh, you know, I'll stick with them for a little bit. Uh, just uh, for for more for more players to get healthy. Uh, Jimenez came with a little knock. Um, Lozano is going to be coming back from suspension. Uh, you know, I would encourage the Mexican team to mask up, you know, so they don't get any COVID tests before the game. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think Mexico has it. You know, I don't know why Tata continues to play Chaka. I absolutely uh, he was why. he he came in due to an injury. You could have played him, and and he he did a lot better job. But I'd rather play with ten than with Chaka on the field. (laughs) I don't. uh, Apparently, Fernando coming in strong. (laughs) 
Exactly. Johan Vasquez was scratched off due to a technical decision, but then you see Araujo basically giving up the goal for Jamaica. So I don't know what Tata's thinking. Hopefully the players can overcome his tactical mistakes, but I look forward to a great game uh, this weekend, and hopefully they can get the other uh, three points and make it six. There you go. Well, thank you for uh, joining us today, mi buen Ramon. And uh, we'll see you in the Dale, next one. All right? Talk to you guys later. All right. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Rodriguez from El 3 Online, and I am going to show you how you can play our free Liga MX Fantasy Pick'em, also known as the Quinella. Once you're on El3Online.com, go to the navigation menu and click on the Liga MX Fantasy Pick'em. The view that you're looking at right now is on the desktop. But before you play the Quinella, what you got to do is register. So if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, you can click register, and it's going to allow you to give us your name, email address, and register for that specific fantasy game. All right. If not, you can go back here to the navigation menu, click on register, and you can also do that, or click on login if you are already registered. Once you're registered and logged in, you're gonna get this option right here, where you're gonna to you're going to be able to select your predictions. You can do so by clicking up or down, or by simply typing in the number but you have to click this button right here so you can save your predictions all right so remember to click on that save button the game is completely free and we're giving away prices first second and third place all get a price now the way that the results are tallied is that you get five points for a correct result win lose or draw and also three bonus points for the correct score Basically what that means is that if you pick 1-1 Necaxa and Monterrey, if the game is a draw, you get 5 points, but also for getting 1-1, you get 3 bonus points. Now if the game is 2-2, you would get the 5 points because you got the correct result, but not the correct score. Alright, so that pretty much does it for this. If you guys have any technical issues, email joer at l3online.com. And also, we want to we want to ask you to continue to help us grow by supporting us simply by subscribing to all of our social media platforms, subscribing to our YouTube channel, and then also right here on the right, you can see the newsletter as well. We really appreciate your support. We hope that you enjoyed this free game, and thank you very much for hanging out with us. Welcome back, guys. Uh, remember to follow us on every single social media platform. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, of course, and subscribe to that channel. Today, we're uh, broadcasting simultaneously in el Soccer OG con el buen Max Bretos. Acompañándonos hoy after a crazy, crazy uh, two games of Mexico against Jamaica, getting the victory for the Mexican team and the U.S. getting the 1-0 victory over El Salvador in Ohio. So we're back with the gang. Uh, Max Bretos is joining us today, as we mentioned, and we have uh, Samara today. How are you, Samara? Thank you for joining us again. And I, I heard you have uh, some news for us. So what do you got? 
Hey guys, uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me again. Uh, so yeah, pretty much uh, and some news following the game. Uh, the team is expected to travel back tonight around 10.30. They'll be arriving at uh, the High Performance Center in Mexico uh, at around 3.30. And then I did want to mention uh, that like tomorrow they're going to have a Practica Regenerativa where they're going to be evaluating Jorge Sanchez because he did come off with the injury. But it's possible, it's most likely that he will be missing the next two matches. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that much of a concern for El Tata Martino. I think he has plenty other stuff to be concerned about, right? <laughs> I mean, I they earned the three points, so uh, definitely there's some injuries there, but uh, I think he'll be all right for in the meantime. Have you seen anything on social media? Because uh, right here, just on the break, I was uh, going through, and I, I, I see a lot of heat on Tata Martino. Did you see anything important there? There was. Uh, the fans were obviously not happy. The, whatever I saw on Twitter, fans were not happy. But, um, you know, the, what's important here is the three points. And obviously the fans don't want Tata to continue. But Tata is set to take the, take the team on the road all the way to the, to the World Cup. You know, like, who knows? But if in the next games he doesn't, earn those three points in the next six points, then I don't know. He might not stay. Max, are you one of the guys that uh, would come out with the, with the ax and chopping heads right away after uh, not being so happy like this? Or, or are you, you're a kind of guy who is going to go for consistency and let's just give him a chance. If I see good signs, then I will support them. I, we've, we've created a bit of a culture where we support some of the U.S. team and we don't support. I know that's a lot of this, what happens all over the world, and I know talking with you guys, that's how El Tri is judged in many occasions. But we're still a very young fan base, but it feels very splintered. I wish we could all come together. And the reality of it is you get a win like tonight. It wasn't pretty. It's like an old pair of sneakers. They get the job done. But you, you got the win against El Salvador. We gave El Salvador some credit. But I wish we would rally around them a little bit. feels like we're way too pessimistic, even though we're in a position to qualify. And we need a reminder that four years ago, we missed the World Cup. So it's nice for, to have a team where we're going to bring in a young player like uh, Luca Della Torre, who didn't play here today, or or in the past, Gianluca Busio or Chris Richards, who started, had a solid game. When we we develop these players, but there's a process to it. We still need that core group of players. We've also had a very anti-MLS sentiment. It's like people count how many MLS players are on the team, and if it's more than three, it's a disaster. Uh, MLS is a, is a league that has been a big part of building this, this U.S. men's national team. Most of those players that went on to Europe have an MLS tie-in, so... I think we got to be a little bit more fair. I think we got to give Gray Berhalter a little bit more credit. Not all the credit. He's made mistakes. I think he's learned from his mistakes. But I think he gives these guys a fair shot. And I think in the big picture of things, uh, has done a pretty good job. When you look at the U.S., like right around 10th in FIFA standings, their success against Mexico this past year, and their position for the, the World Cup. So I didn't feel good about this result, but I'm not going to sit here and and uh, kick the door and complain endlessly on Twitter and say, this guy should have played or this guy should have played. We got to support the squad and they got the victory. That's it. it. It is important. It is important. There's two games, two important games. Actually, the next one, it's vital. I would say it. Uh, any
any any players that you just make sure if you were in charge of it that they have to play like Ricardo Pepe for example it's interesting with Ricardo Pepe because we he's been incre- he was incredible the, the game against Honduras he saved us he had the two goal effort I forgot who the opponent was I want to say it was Jamaica possibly but don't hold me to it but he had a two goal game and we gave him the number nine shirt, but it really isn't his to have. He's got to continue to produce. And even though he made this move to Augsburg, I was a little surprised he wasn't in the starting 11. I thought Jesus Ferreira played well, although because he's an MLS guy, he gets criticized for not being elite. Although he missed these chances, I thought he played well. But Ricardo Pepe hasn't scored, I think, in six qualifiers. He hasn't. He didn't really score for FC Dallas down the stretch of last season. And although he's only played a couple games for Augsburg, he hasn't scored. He's a number nine. He hasn't scored a lot of goals. So on form, you can't just say you're starting every game. He might start the next two. Jossie Zardes came off the bench, not Ricardo Pepe. That was surprising as well. But I think Ricardo, I, I, I'm confident in Ricardo Pepe, and I like to see him in that position. But him not starting here is not ring the the panic bells. He hasn't been playing well. He's been playing, which is good, but he hasn't been playing well, hasn't scoring goals, but he's there. Sometimes you got to sit a guy a little bit so he can see the perspective. Make sure he knows it's not easy because it isn't. Make sure he earns it. All right, let's read some comments real quick. Uh, Connor is telling us, just got home from the USA game. And as Ohio native, I'm used to the cold, but man, it was it just felt colder and had about five to ten mi- uh, miles per hour wind. Uh, Max Maxi is telling us MLS out, uh, bloody <laughs> occupying our European squad. Gerardo Fisher <laughs> is telling us, do you guys see making el quinto partido with this team, assuming we qualify? I, I think we mentioned this, this. This question goes for the the three uh, the three Mexicans and, and the panel today, but. Um, the, the question goes, I don't, it shouldn't be a question if we're going to qualify at this point. Do you guys think it's a, it's a question? No, like I said earlier, I think uh, that for, it's almost like a, a law that Mexico has to qualify in this, uh, <laughs> in, in this area, right? Mm-hmm. It is, and if they don't, I mean, I think they should stop playing professional soccer. But anyways... <laughs> Are they making it to the quinto partido? That, no, that is a question. No, that's the biggest question. Like I said, if if that's why that's why we're calling for Tata to be out because he's not the answer. I don't know what the, the uh, management saw in him that they thought he was a solution. He could have he could make this team play like you know really good, but I think I don't. I think I think still that he's he's not gonna take us anywhere. You know, more of the same, man. More of the same. <laughs> Fernando, more of the same? Let's take a look at what's coming for them, even though they're playing I, in Azteca. I think if, if they play like this, one starts, they're not even going to make it at a group stage. But <laughs> I still have hope that Tata Martino is going to get the boot sometime in March. So <laughs> at least Mexico can have a process of six months before the World Cup with some, the qualified uh, coach. But Tamara, yeah, yeah. give me the good news here. Um, is Mexico making it to the quinto partido? No. Uh, Samara, Samara, this is Samara, for Samara now. You, you want to kick El Tata Martino already? Yeah. I, I, we, we have to, you know, go step by step. We have to see first if they're going to make it. 
obviously, and if Tata Martino is going to continue because he is still uh, with pressure because John De Luisa said he expects seven out of nine points. We still have two games to go, so there's nothing guaranteed. We don't know what can happen. <laughs> Max, who goes further then, Mexico or the U.S. in the World Cup? If Mexico makes a quarterfinal, it's going to be a team like this that no one expects anything out of. That kind of slips in there. They almost did it in 2014. I don't think folks had high expectations for that team because of qualifying. And they were this close. And if they got to the quarterfinals, they would have played Costa Rica. They could have made a semifinal. I know they didn't make it. They, they can fix some things. I, they don't have the talent of the United States and the European influence. There's no question about that. But because the World Cup is in Qatar, it's going to be a little different. It's obviously the draw is going to determine a, a big thing. But because it's in Qatar, I think that takes away a little bit from the dominance of the European and the South American mm -hmm. teams. They have a shot. USA and Mexico both will make the round of 16, in my estimations, because of the location of the World Cup. Kind of like with South Korea and Japan. When the World Cup was in a, in a location a little bit off the beaten path, it helps the world teams. We saw that That's in true. 2002 with Korea and USA and, uh, and Senegal. So I think I think USA and Mexico, Canada maybe not as much because they're not going to be seated very high. But USA and Mexico, I, I I'm confident later this year we could be talking about the World Cup and they're both there or at least one of them's there in the final eight. There you go. I mean, it, it, and it makes sense completely. I can see the US also with the La Mano Bajita just moving through and and doing some important things, but. It's up. Uh, they still have to qualify, and they have important games coming up uh, this weekend. Let's read some comments because I think this is some of the comments are coming from, are coming from your your channel, uh, Max Antonio Banderas. Wow, I feel I feel uh, yeah. He lucky. follows the channel. Yeah, yeah, lucky. Although his uh, profile picture, he looks a little bit like uh, SpongeBob's friend. But anyway. <laughs> uh, well, Mexico got lucky. What a stinker! Uh, why not Julian Julian Araujo? They did. Uh, yeah, they did get lucky. But anyways, no, Efrain Alvarez. No, I I, he makes a good point, though. I would like, I want to see some of these young players it get is a shot. True. Yes. I want to see yes. David Ochoa get a shot. I think Memo Ochoa is not doing them any favors. Julian Araujo is a good option. No, no, no. Absolutely, you're absolutely him. right. You're absolutely right. And, if, and we've, we've talked uh, about it during, during the whole season. If the U.S. is going ahead on something, Uh, even though they, they just showed it on the pitch, it's not only quality soccer, but it's also they're putting the young players ahead and they're giving them a chance and they're giving the young players are giving results, something that Mexico is really not uh, going for it, really. We still see it. You have Tata Martino that doesn't like the, <laughs> the young players, man. He has them right there. You got Acevedo, you got uh, a lot of players that could, Could definitely do do a good job here, but he just is not into it, you know. And okay. and just by the way, Canada two zero um, winning There right now. There so, you go. You get the way Canada. Fun. Canada's up two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Super, and super is coming with it with the news right now. So, if, I mean, uh, young Canada is the best yeah. team in the region. We can argue. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean. <laughs> At least they're playing better for now. No, definitely. I think they're they're uh, they're the team that uh, coming into this octagonal. Uh, a lot of a lot of people saw uh, doing great things, and and hey, 
they're not disappointing at all, man. I mean, being in first place now, uh, who would have called uh, called that? They're the best team in CONCACAF. They, they they have they're missing their best player, and they come out and do this. And we always we talk about the how hard it is to win in CONCACAF. Canada's making it look easy. Going to the Azteca and getting a point. Going to Honduras and it looks like getting all three points. This team is blowing off every expectation. And if we think the U.S. is going to go in there and beat them, the way that their spirit, the way they attack this, we're crazy. Nine points, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's, it's – I, I think it's a pipe dream for the U.S. And it's because Canada is so much better right now. They are that nine points opinion it changes very, very quickly. I say, I, I see that. I've gone from six I I know, yeah. to seven back to six. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't see them getting a point, honestly, Max. I don't see them getting a point in Canada, and especially now that they they needed a defender to come in, in, in and score a goal for them to get the win. It's like it, maybe it's, it's just, like a beyond, so it's 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 a, that's an advantage. Samara, you have the update for the yellow cards for the Mexican national team because. There was a there was a few, I believe. I yes, I do. So uh, on this match, there was no players that earned a yellow. So Chucky is gonna be back for next game. He's gonna be available, and the ones that still have one yellow from the qualifying is Nestor Araujo, Chaka Rodriguez, Luis Romo, Hector Moreno, and Tecatito Corona. Other than that, all the rest of the players are on the clear. So if any of those players get a yellow one, they they'll miss uh, the game against uh, Honduras. Yes, Sorry, Samara. Can I ask this question to to all of you guys? We talk about the shortcomings from Mexico, and I know Raúl Jiménez is coming back from a huge injury that a lot of people probably could never come back from, mm-hmm. and he may never come back from. But is one of the big concerns for Mexico when they're playing, or any combination of when they're playing, whether it's Raul, Chucky, or Tecatito, they're not getting the productivity from these guys. Game in, game it, out. It, these are supposed to be game winners. It's uh, it, it, Yeah, you're right. And and that's why they were, they were trying to get it out of Rogelio Funes Mori. But but I've been saying this. He, and he, even, and he even came out and said it before this game. I am not Mexico's solution. And because everybody's like is expecting that he was gonna come in and, and, and the team was gonna change and they were gonna it was gonna be so easy scoring goals. It's not. He's he's a player that, in my opinion, his prime has been gone, long gone. You know, three four years ago, I would have said, hey, definitely call this guy because he's he's in his prime. Right now, it doesn't look good for Mexico. We we. Are you talking I mean, about Funes Mori? Yes, Funes Mori. And he's, he shouldn't be a featured player. He's the he's the apprentice if Jimenez isn't there. or the, I, I just think Funes Mori had to be the guy today because of the suspension and the injury. But those three guys that we talk about, they just haven't done it. I I, I can forgive Raul Jimenez because of the injury. But the other no, two guys, I, and, and Chucky's had his injuries too, I should say. But it's just, but, and it's a bunch of things. They just haven't been able to get it all together. But that's what I'm saying. That, but that's why. That's why. That's why. Tata thought that you know by bringing Funes Mori, he was gonna like, I don't know, try to like encourage his players to do better. But it, it, it's all wrong. I mean, if, I know you're not getting productivity from these three players, and then you know, you you bring uh, Funes Mori that doesn't add to it. You know, it's well, only it's now it's like instead of three guys that are are giving you half, uh, you know. 
gassed. You got four guys that are, are not doing anything for you, you know? And is, I there, mean, is there someone Martin, out there that can? And don't say Chicharito. Is there someone no, 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 no. Let's ask thing. Fernando. Hey, Fernando, who, who else is out there? Who else? Is out there because I have I have a, cute, a few answers for that, but uh, I want to hear Fernando's. At this point, I think my only option would be uh, Santi Jimenez. Santi Jimenez is <laughs> all right, not, super. He's not even a starter, man. It is, but anyway, it, it is a name. It is a name, and and uh, let me put it this way: uh, even though there was a really bad injury for Raúl Jimenez, still a really good player, and he has he he's he's showing it, and he's coming back still. We we we'll put a, a star in it. Uh, El Tecatito, he's now back in Sevilla. Uh, he's now he's now in Sevilla now, and he's going to be playing a little bit more. And El Chucky, El Chucky, to me, still uh, he should be in the starting eleven for El Tata Martino. It doesn't matter who else is there. Tutti, uh, and Chucky has and the, all these the guys are, are doing well with their clubs. They're doing yes. relatively well. I mean, obviously Tecatito changing clubs, but Chucky's playing well at Napoli, and they're having a great season. But that, that youngsters, that youngsters up. might be the solution. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at what uh, Marcelo Flores. Uh, po just posted right now after Mexico Mexico's victory. That means he he wants to be part of it, and there's time for it, and there's time for El Tata Martino to call him, and there's time for him to to get a shot and then probably take it. He's supporting the Mexican national team, and he wants he wants part of it. Don't you guess he's part of the solution? He could be part of the solution. Uh, exactly. I think that yeah, he should bring him along. You know, bring uh, Marcelo Flores, and I know we we joke around with Charito, but I think he. Needs to be in this squad. I think uh, uh, I, you chose I, Chicharito you, over Santi if Jimenez. If you, yes, yes, definitely. I don't know what you expect. But you're not that. looking. You're not looking for. You know, right now, what you need is somebody that can put the ball in the net, and and this is a guy that is. Give it a chance. Give it a chance to the youngsters. Year. No, I Give think he's been out of La Selección for what? A year and a half? Almost two years? Uh, he's going to come back and he's not going to be playing well with the rest of the team. He hasn't been part of the process. No, what, what, I, what I think is for Marcelo Flores, uh, he's posting these kind of things. He's asking and putting his hand up and asking El Tata Martino. But as uh, Max mentioned before, Ricardo Pepe, he has to earn it. It's not like, oh, people want it. People are tweeting on social media. Please bring him in. He did already once for a, for, for a friendly game, which I, I thought it was a perfect game for him to play. He did get some time. He didn't start. Um, and let's see what, what develops. But it's it's it has to be with the patience and with the time. But also it has to be fast. So it's a, it's a balance here. And bring the youngsters and give him a chance. And El Chicharito, super. I know you're a chicha, Chichalover. But nah, it's not a solution, man. I agree with you, Hugo. And right now I feel like Mexico is kind of like desperate. And that's why, well, the fan base. And that's why I feel like they want Marcelo Flores because he's young. And they see the U.S. doing, you know, bringing their young players in. But the fans do want Marcelo. But right now he's with the sub-20. And there is a process. I, it's, in my opinion, I, I think he still has like some room to grow and Earn that spot in the uh, the main team. Earn what, what is if it? he doesn't get that chance, though, and and that's I don't see this guy, this coach, uh, giving them opportunities. It, it, just the same thing with Ochoa. I mean, Acevedo has been, you know, like been lift, uh, raising his hand for the longest time with great performances, 
And Acevedo's a, a, a slam dunk for me to get in there. No, Flores is too. Well, Flores is too young, but you got to start bringing these guys along. Yes, I think they, there's is. a lesson to learn about looking at what the USA are doing. It's exactly. Bring them along, give them a taste, give them some minutes. Give them a start. By the time they're twenty twenty one, they're ready to go. But this is not no, going to happen. Mexico has not, the talent. Mexico this, has the talent. They've got to. They've this got to process going, it better. This is not <laughs> going to happen while Tata's coach. So what's the solution? Kick him out. Get him out of there. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> and I'm, and, I'm surprised he's lasted thing. this long. And I'm a big Tata guy. I think he's a good coach, but it hasn't worked. And I mean, look at the 2014. How many managers did Mexico have? Like five. In that yeah, World Cup yeah. qualifying, so I mean, Mexico has a short fuse with this, but they have been very patient, and which I which has surprised me. And they're going to continue to be patient. They were Again, patient I, see, with I still think guys. that is okay. I, I I think that's I think that's pretty fair. I'm just surprised and, about that because in Me- for normally we see L three, you get a couple bad results, the players kind of check out on you. It's over, but it's been there for uh, Tata still. And, Raul, and Reyes, way- Raul Reyes is asking. Who who y'all gonna get if uh, you fire Tata? Man, I would hope to get Guardiola, but I, you know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> It's Sven Sven Joran Eriksson. <laughs> Sven Goran Eriksson. Oh, Eriksson again. <laughs> oh, Bora Milutinovic. Who knows? <laughs> Bring it back, uh, back from uh, the ashes. Uh, he, it, he's still a, he's still playing with uh, Tigres, right? No, he will go. He will go for El Tri. I think he actually has El Salvador in his Hugo contract. Sanchez. That, Hugo uh, Sanchez or, or el, el, el Vasco? Not Hugo, not Hugo, please. <laughs> oh, man. It's... All right, guys, I think we made it. We made it to the end. And, um, it, it's it's uh, it's funny that we all joke about it, but uh, it might happen. And, and as you said, Max, it's it's funny how they, they've been patient after disaster qualifying like 2014. And, and um, this is happening because Victor is like today's uh, where Mexico just grabbed the three points in the last few minutes. And that's... That's what it is. Pure oxygen for the Tata Hugo, Martino. If getting, if getting three points in the last few minutes was easy, everyone would be doing it. So we could sit it. there and say they were lucky, but Mexico did it. It was against 10 men, but they did it. And now they positioned themselves where they have four home games in their last five. They're I, going to get... I know you don't think they're going to get the results super, but it's still no, the no. Azteca to me. No, the, like I said, it's, it's very doable, but I would have gotten them to this place easily, you know? <laughs> You- <laughs> Come on, super. We're having a serious talk. Oh here. man, easily. I mean, so this guy is not is not really uh showing us much. <laughs> uh, Antonio Banderas is telling us that Tata Stein y Ramon se conectó y dice Piojo o Tuca, Hugo, okay. so he can win his World Cup. It's not going to happen. I'd love to see that. Look, I love that. He's too uh, old. He's too hey, old. Hey, remember, if he if he takes another selection, he will be champion. No, but uh, forget Tata, Tata would be the only coach that would manage to get Manchester City all the way at the bottom of the table. That That's just how El Tata is. He sucks. <laughs> that's too harsh. That's too harsh. Tata has done some incredible things. He may have lost his fastball, but uh, he's still a good coach. I, I don't know about that. Uh, oh, Samara, Samara, if you get Max. to pick what coach, what coach besides uh, Tata? I don't know. I liked when Piojo was coach. I'll, yes. I'll go back. <laughs> it, it has to be a Piojo type guy that comes in and just kind of cracks things up. And yeah, you, you cannot go and makes the fighting, fighting reporters in any airport. You cannot do that. Hey, so that's hey but if that gets the results, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I agree for now. I agree. Almeida is not happy with the earthquake, so. Oh, come on. You got to bring Almeida to the. 
Hugo, just to turn it from El Tri, I just want to say something before we, we check out of here. I'm really excited about this new rivalry between the USA and Canada. It's always about Mexico, United States, as it should be. <laughs> this is the big, I hear Super Mojado laughing at This is the way, but we need more rivalries. And Canada has changed this qualifying where we're going to be really excited about a game at three in the afternoon Eastern time on an artificial surface in Hamilton, frickin' Ontario. And everyone's going to be tuned in. So a new rivalry is developing. Canada is not going everywhere. And CONCACAF is going to be better because all due respect to Panama and Costa Rica, if Mexico, USA, and Canada make CONCACAF in this World Cup, they're going to be there in the next World Cup. We already know that. This is going to build into something bigger because, hey, three is more than two. And CONCACAF was screaming for a third country to come in. So, although I really want to beat Canada on Sunday, I'm still happy (laughs) that they have reached this level because it changes this qualifying process. It changes CONCACAF. We have the best left back in the world in our region. And they have Jonathan David, who was the guy who scored tonight, second goal, one of the best strikers, $40 million player. This is a new day for CONCACAF. And enjoy the game on Sunday because it's going to be big. It is true. It is true. And uh, also, we hope uh, they continue with that consistency because uh, 2026 is just around the corner. So and it, we're in trouble we, for that. We blink and we're going to be here. It's going to be here. So, Max, what's what's going on on Wednesday? Uh, you want to tell me something about it? Yes. Wednesday, we will be live. We're still putting the final touches. Hope to be at Tony P's and Maria Del Rey. We're going to be live from the bar and we're going to be with USA and Mexico supporters talking about the games after they conclude we're going to put a bow on the final qualifying date of this window with El Tri Online and the Soccer OG if you're in LA check our handles here we'll give you more information so you can come down to the bar we hope to give away some stuff we can have a beer afterwards it's going to be a fun uh, it's going to be a fun day and something new because look the World Cup's going to be here soon, and El Trien online, and Soccer OG, and everyone here, uh, Samara, Fernando, Super Mojado, Ramon, Hugo, we're all going to be part of it. We're going to make some money, and we're going to go to Qatar, and we're <laughs> going to put this sport on its head. And we're hoping to make El Quinto Partido. There you go. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Just don't tell the Super Mojado there's going to be free beer, because, uh, yeah, that's, that just doesn't work out. Super, I will have a beer with you any day, my friend. Any Sounds day. good. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Great, great show we had. Uh, so it was great games also. And there's a, a good weekend coming up. And especially next Wednesday, we're going to have a live show from L.A. Remember, everybody, thank you guys for joining us today. Esto es el Tri Online, together with uh, el soccer, soccer OG de Max Grande. I like el Soccer OG. I like El that. Soccer OG. <laughs> La contaminación. La contaminación en Azteca es muy malo. All right. Also, just uh, go, go on our everybody for the Liga MX pick fantasy pick them uh, great great game that you can play and uh, we're going to announce every winner every week in el3online.com also if you follow us on social media or if you don't go on social media and follow us on every single platform you can find us el3 online subscribing to that YouTube channel and we'll see you next Wednesday coman frutas y verduras gracias por acompañarnos nos vemos en la próxima 